Hey guys, welcome to an all new episode of Screen Beans. This is episode 177, last podcast of the year, talking about Star Wars. And we're your hosts, Carolyn Chillick. And Jerry Wilson. I was I was wondering if you were going to get back around to that or if we were just going to go nameless. Yeah. Nobody knows who we are. <laughs> no, that doesn't really matter. Boy and girl. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> so we saw Star Wars last night, opening night. You said they made uh, 44 million? Yeah, somewhere between 44 and 48 million dollars on Thursday night. Woo! It's Star Wars. Saw plenty of Disney uh, Disney previews and a little ad for Disney Plus that was like a knife twisting in my in my chest since I still, still, almost two months, well, I guess a month and a half, still cannot get into my blocked account. It's good times. Sorry, yeah. I know. It's Sorry. <laughs> yep, yeah, 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 yeah. But any other news out there? No, I haven't checked. <laughs> and the reason I haven't checked is because I kind of stayed off of Twitter and all of that because I, I didn't want to see any spoiler stuff mm-hmm. because of the premiere on Tuesday. Yeah. So I kind of I kind of shut it down so I didn't see anything. So as far as news, there could be great news out there. Like we could be getting a Batman trailer tomorrow and I wouldn't know it. It'll be just like a Christmas miracle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, cool. You ready to start it? Uh, yes, I am. Let's do it. Warning. This podcast contains spoilers. Enter at your own risk. Okay, so last installment, I apparently, as of now, last installment, number nine, Star Wars Saga. That doesn't mean we won't get any other Star Wars quote-unquote stories, but the Skywalker storyline ends here. Yeah, I think for the most part, this whole nine-episode thing is done and it's going to run its course. I think all the other stuff that we'll see will be stuff that's you know taking place elsewhere. Maybe we'll see some of these characters somewhere or whatever. But yeah, I think they've kind of wrapped it up and I think they they want to go and try to do some some other things. Yeah, and we might get pieces of the story, but it won't be... Like, you know, if there's an Obi-Wan movie, you know, it won't have anything to really do with this storyline, mm-hmm. except that it's happening at the same time. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, I have to say, I do, I did like this movie. I did, I, I, it's it's tough. I mean, it's, when you're Star Wars, and it's like you're going up against not only nostalgia, you know, from these movies, you're bringing back these characters. People mm-hmm. have like these big ideas about what it should be, which I think is enemy number one, right? For Star, like it, it is. And when you build it up, it's almost like there's, there's really no way to, you're, you're not going to please everybody. No. Coming from eight, this one's much better than eight. There are a lot of things mm-hmm. that I didn't like about eight that they brought back in this which I think is good. I just think it's also hard to make a movie when the story is so big. Mm-hmm. Like the first ones were really just about this little ragtag rebellion, Luke Skywalker, you know, and Leia. And, you know, there's like three or four characters and, you know, they're part of a bigger rebellion, mm-hmm. but it's focused in on them. Yes. 
And then when you get to the, the second series of, you know, when you look past some of the stuff that was bad about, like, you know, the first Phantom Menace, okay, everyone agrees it's bad. I think that there was like a lot of, ooh, we can do this now with technology. Mm -hmm. And then they went overboard in that kind of stuff. And they lost some of the story. The Clone Wars, it's just, George Lucas just couldn't write a love story. I mean, it's like, it just was forced. And it's mm -hmm. like, come on, it's not working. Anything, Everything else in that, Clone Wars, I liked it. Except yeah, for I, that. I would agree. It's like, that, but that love story thing is like a major thing because of the offspring that come from it. Right. So it's like he had to do it, but he wasn't very good at it. Yeah. And then when it gets to the third one... You know, there are some really awesome parts in that, especially between Obi-Wan and um, and Anakin. You know, mm -hmm. that that fight scene at the end. I mean, a lot of people don't like this movie, but I feel like that fight scene uh, when Obi-Wan, you know, pretty much <laughs> cuts off all the <laughs> arms and legs. It's like that fight with obi I mean, I think that's like Obi-Wan's best moment in the series. And... Um, but, again, they're focused in, there's a lot of bigger things happen, but it's really focused in on Anakin, and mm -hmm. it's focused in on Palpatine. Now, these last three, I feel like the story has gotten so big that mm -hmm. it's really hard. Yeah, they're trying to focus on Rey, but it's Rey, and it's Finn, and it's, you know, Poe, and it's like... All these other stories. I feel like it's it's really hard when you have such a big story to make a really, you know, cohesive movie without mm -hmm. it just trying, just feeling like it's just jumping around all these places. Yeah. With that being said, I think that number nine, especially especially number nine, you're ending a, a how many like four five decade long story. It's got to be a big finish, and it's like. You just don't have enough time in this uh -huh. movie to to get that feeling of how big this is. And without it feeling like, not only is it, oh, that's over, but I don't know. It's kind of, I don't know, you kind of feel like you want that Return of the Jedi ending. You know, like it's all, like showing all the worlds celebrating. Like that, but not the, you, know, you can't do the same thing again, mm -hmm. but that still feel. I do love the fact, like when they are fighting and all of Lando comes in with all of those people. And I thought that was a cool scene, you know, like where you see all of those, cause you yeah. see all of those star stories and you're like, there ain't no way there ain't no way. But anyway, I've talked a lot. What I was just, I was just letting you go. I was <laughs> just letting you go get it all out. Um, I don't even know if I, I ever came to a point in all of that jabber. Mm -hmm. I guess my thing with these last three in this in this third trilogy, I don't think that there was a real detailed story arc that went from seven, yeah. eight to nine. I think what happened was J.J. Abrams started it one way. And then I think when Ryan Johnson got there, he was like, no, I don't, I don't want to do that. I want to do something something else so he just because you know he the article or whatever came out this week that he doesn't think you should pander to the fan base and all that which i get that 
But there's some things in the story uh, that people have waited years for that you just can't not do. And I think with him coming in there and kind of redoing some things from episode seven to say, no, no, we're going to do this, that I think that when J.J. Abrams came back, that J.J. Abrams was like, well, shit, Ryan Johnson, he killed Snoke. He just dismissed him. So I need to come up with the fucking bad guy now. And I guess it's just going to be Palpatine. Right. And there is no way anybody can convince me otherwise that J.J. Abrams, when he initially started Episode 7, that his initial thought for Episode 9 was that he was going to bring Palpatine back. Mm-hmm. There's no fucking way. I'll never believe it. Mm-hmm. I think he had to do that because the way that Ryan Johnson poo-pooed over Snoke then made J.J. Abrams have a... He had to come up with something. He had to kind of wrap it up. And I, I, he was just trying to work with it. The whole story for this episode, to me, was messy. Well, like, I, feel like, you, you needed, I feel like you're right. I feel like it had a little bit of, like, him cleaning up a little bit of mess. Yeah, and he, trying he did. To he, fix, did. And like, he did. He had to retroactively. And he did a great job of it. I feel like what he ended up with was, a, uh, you know, was a good way to get to the end. Like, the pal- bringing Palpatine back mm-hmm. is a good way because I mean, you had brought to, him back, but... I still have I have hundreds of questions over the first act of this film because it just it like jumps into it and it pretty much shows you Palpatine's back within the first ten minutes of the film and it's like and he's been there and he and created like, Snoke and, and he like, he has been all of those characters I know he tra- and you know this whole he created Snoke to do all this stuff I think that's trying to retroactively fix what Ryan Johnson did. In episode eight, which, oh, well, we kind of have to, I have to make Palpatine look like he was the one that was in charge of that. Well, if Palpatine was in charge of Snoke this whole time, do you think that Palpatine would have said, yes, go start this whole first order, first order, go build this planet with this gun on it, even though I had these star destroyers hiding under ice that have these planet killing cannons on them. Mm-hmm. But I think, I think Ryan Johnson put him in. A, a whole, and I think that this episode nine, they condensed a what would have should have been a five hour. Yeah, like this is what should have happened in episode into, eight into two and a half. Mm-hmm. Episodes. I, I think there's there's pieces that they could have taken from episode eight and put with a expanded storytelling of episode nine to make it better. But I think that they're that they got off on the wrong foot with seven and then going into eight, that there was the disconnect. And then J.J. Abrams just had to I have to wrap up this trilogy somehow, some way. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to wrap up the Snoke thing as he's a clone. Palpatine came back. We're just, we're not going to, we're not going to tell anybody how he comes back, how he gets off the Death Star, even though Darth Vader throws him down the whatever reactor mm-hmm. and there's an explosion and then later on the death star then explodes we're not going to explain how palpatine got out of that fucking mess and then how he got back onto the sith planet like even if he and he had all the star like he destroyers. wasn't even really alive like he was just um 
Like it's almost kind of makes it feel like, you know, when all that electricity came out, you mm -hmm. know, when he kills him, supposedly, that was his force and he was able to, but if that's the case, it's like, then how do you ever die if you're just still there in the fort? Kind of, kind of mm -hmm. I feel like it's kind of similar to Jedi's are still alive in the force. Mm -hmm. They're not real people, but Palpatine is such a powerful being with the dark side that you can actually, yeah. I think like he had his, he was one of those force ghosts, mm -hmm. had his minions create something, clone, and then make a new bot. You know, I feel like this is me just saying. Yeah. That's, oh no. And I would have been completely fine if, but I do think that parts of what happened in nine should have been what were in eight, you know, like mm -hmm. the thing is, is that when George Lucas mm -hmm. wrote four, he already had the entire one through six done. Mm -hmm. It was a huge outline yeah. that was already, you know, they only had to put in like the details and, but he knew cause you can't just say in episode five, Ooh, let's make Darth Vader his dad. You can't just do that. Like here, it doesn't feel like there was any of that, mm -hmm. like whole story. Like they had, should have had like an outline written for seven. Like it's almost like it I mean, yeah, been... they should have. And I think what happened was when J.J. Abrams and they was, un was and they unable said, to do because he just was he was unable to do eight because mm -hmm. he had something else going on. I don't know if it's Star Trek or what, but he had to go do something else. And I think his like. His, cause I'm sure J.J. Abrams probably had a vision for these three and said, I'm going to start this one, and then I have this other stuff to do, but I am putting this in good hands because The Force Awakens, I enjoyed. Mm -hmm. I All the way through, I thought it was great. I thought the ending was great. That was leading on to episode eight. I was super excited for that. And then we got that shit show, and Kylo Ren in there was a wuss. I didn't fear him. None of that stuff. And then you also started to make General Hawks or whatever kind of look silly in that one. And and then that's where he turned into what he was in Episode Nine, which his character was no longer threatening. So they had to bring in this other, this uh -huh. other general guy for Episode Nine to kind of be that tough guy because they've poo-pooed all over Hawks in Episode Eight. Yeah. Well, and they got rid of the the stormtrooper, like the head of the, you know, the girl that was yeah. from Game of Thrones. I mean, I think that when when J.J. Abrams left to go do whatever he did, the hands he left it in just were more concerned with not pandering to the fan base and continuing this story. He was more like, I'm just going to cut up all these loose, cut off all these loose ends, and we're just going to do something else. Ray, your parents don't matter. I mean, her parents. They did they matter? No, but they matter in terms of with Palpatine. But I think that if J.J. Abrams would have been in place for eight, we wouldn't have had Palpatine hiding out somewhere with this hidden fucking Empire army that's been hanging out since he and how did all those people get to that, blew up that planet? Star. I mean, that's like a, that's a lot of people that I nobody know. knows how to get to. And I like how how do those people find it? It's like it's like I don't I don't hate episode nine. I did enjoy it. I just feel that 
me personally, because I can't speak for all Star Wars fans, because we're all we're all different. We all have our own yeah. thing. But I just feel that if J.J. Abrams would have done some number eight, we would have had a different version of number nine. Some of the stuff in nine, we might have it would have changed. I liked all the stuff with Ray and all that stuff in nine. Not so much the other characters because. I'm more into the Jedi Sith stuff than I am the other the other stuff. Yeah. And on top of that, they really didn't really make me care about the other characters a whole lot. Yeah. So I feel like okay. Well, let's talk about. So we've been talking about Star Wars in general. So let's focus on nine and mm-hmm. what actually happens in nine. So I feel like I agree. They they focus a lot on Ray, but you also have Finn and Poe. And and like you said, I feel like they have their roles, but it's like they didn't really focus on that. And again, it's like Finn, when we end see episode eight, him and the, was it Lucy? You know, they're mm-hmm. like in this movie, he's like pats her on the arm and says, see ya. And then it's I mean, not saying that. I'm just saying like it's kind of like they didn't mm-hmm. care anything. Mm-hmm. Like in eight, they focus so much on that part. And then on this one, they're like, Eh, never mind. And but it's like Ray. They have her doing her training. They have. Um, I do really like that. Oh, that little that little character, that Boba Feck or Boba Freak. Boba. The, the tiny robot. He wasn't a robot. He f- worked on robots. No. The oh, little the, guy no, that, the tiny little little thing. Yeah, the okay. little thing that uh, worked on C three PO. I thought that was good. I mean, I thought that you know with C three PO, I thought that they did a good job with C three PO. BB-8 kind of was just there. Mm-hmm. R2-D2 kind of got the shaft. Man, he did. He, it's, he it's did. That's like, it. He got that one role where he got plugged into that secret message. Mm-hmm. And then he's on Poe. Um, he did. Ever since BB-8 got there, like, he's the one that, that's been left out. I, I get it. He was, you know, in booted down or whatever he was. He was hiatus or something. Yeah, yeah in, in the first one. But then, it, so he got the shaft and I thought about that at the end of this movie as well. And but I do like that. I do like how they had like um you know, Ray doing her training and I really liked when they had all of the Jedi voices. Mm-hmm. Like you know, she's asking for their help and they sh- they have all the Jedi's cuz you hear all of the voices from all the mo- different movies you heard Liam Neeson, you heard Ewan McGregor, you heard Hayden Christensen. I think you even heard Alec Guinness and Samuel Jackson, like bringing in all those voices I thought was really mm-hmm. cool. And um, I really liked that, uh, that effect. Cause you know, you kind of had that a little bit in force awakens when she touches the lightsaber. Mm-hmm. And I felt like, you know, that's kind of one of those like a little bit of a goosebump kind of moment. Um, I do like how they, you know, Kylo Ren ends up, you know, and it's, you know, he ends up being, back to Ben, like his, mm-hmm. the Knights of Ren. I feel like that's one thing that J.J. Abrams had to fix because they didn't really touch on them in 8. It's like, so it's like, I feel I like know. they, and it's like they had a chance to do something really cool, but then they ended up just being kind of like scenery. Yeah, they they were. They were scenery, and I was very disappointed in that. It's like, for me, like the Knights of Ren, like they should have played a bigger part in 8. Yeah. Like they should have been they should have been in 8 
and been there and have been this this physically imposing, scary group of people, mm-hmm. but they weren't in eight. Kylo Ren sucked in eight. But in this one, I liked Kylo Ren. He got back to his helmet. Once again, I just want to see cool fucking helmets and masks and characters. I don't need to have a, a personal connection to the actor playing the role. Well, like in Force Awakens, when you first see Kylo Ren, and he they're on Jakku, mm-hmm. and he's holding that laser beam, you know, the, yeah. the peel, and he's holding it in mm-hmm. place. I mean, he is intimidating and like, ooh, now that guy, I mean, his the power of the force. Yeah. All that. It I mean, sets the tone. I mean, that's who. And this one, they do a good job of trying to get back that tone because he yes. is fighting, you know, he's just tearing down people. And they're using the force when they fight. That's one mm-hmm. thing also I missed in eight was that they didn't use the force. They just fought with yeah, the lightsabers. Especially when Kylo when, when it was Kylo Ren and Ray when they're fighting those one guards in front of Snoke. It's like, come on, force it, man. Come on. They, I know uh, these guys are the these force. guys are well trained, but I think at the end of the day, there's only like six of them. That's three each. Mm-hmm. Maybe eight of them. That's four each. Come on. Yeah, and in this one, I think they did a good job of bringing back the Force. Because especially when you saw it in the first one, two, mm-hmm. three, when you actually have Jedis that are fighting with the Force. Because look at what... Sorry, I'm just thinking of, of the Knights of Ren. Well, there's six of them. Uh-huh. Kylo, in this movie, when he's Ben, when he's back to Ben Solo and the Force, uses the Force against those six uh-huh. and takes them out like nothing. But yet you go back to episode eight... When it's him and Ray in the that chamber room fighting against those guards, I would assume those guards are nowhere near the Knights of Ren. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that the Knights of Ren are like soulless. Yeah, and I, I mean I assume that I don't fucking know. We don't know anything about them. Uh-huh. Who yeah. knows? That was a missed opportunity, one of many. Mm-hmm. But he goes through those six. And he, he was using his force abilities and all that stuff, but then in the, the fight in episode eight, nothing. Yeah, nothing. I think that's the problem. It's like you have to kind of just watch nine, try not to think of, I feel like it's hard to because it's like you're having to clean up a little bit of eight and bring yeah. back stuff to go, hey, remember, this is what you love about Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And it's like, stop, stop thinking about what we didn't do in eight and just focus on what we're doing here. And I think they did a good job. I love that they brought Lando back. I love that he was the one that said the, I don't, I have a bad feeling about the, you know, they brought mm-hmm. that back because in the, in the second one, they do it with the droid where you don't even, you know, they don't even mm-hmm. say it. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, you've made the comment about pandering to fan base. I'm like, there's pandering and then there's embracing it. Mm-hmm. Star yeah. Wars is more than you. Star Wars is more than just the fans. It's more, it's the story has become a life of its own. Mm-hmm. And if you don't embrace it, then don't do the fucking movie. Yeah. Like, why do a fucking Star Wars movie if you're like, I don't want to do anything that's, it's like, then why? The mm-hmm. people who are going to pay to see this movie are the people that have lived this their entire life. They grew up playing with the toys. They grew mm-hmm. up watching those movies, the cartoons, the bed sheets, everything. Yeah. They love, 
you can't take a take what people love about Star Wars and then not do it mm-hmm. because it's pandering. But I feel like J.J. Abrams did a good job of bringing those nostalgia things back in. Palpatine, I feel like even if that wasn't what his original idea was, I feel like he did a good job of, okay, let's mm-hmm. let's like, make a big bag. Because, you know, it could have been that. What well, was not Darth, is it Darth uh, Plag- Plagueis? Or, mm-hmm. you know, they talk about that. That, that might have been where they were originally going, like bringing him back. But it's like they felt like they need to bring back the, and the fact that she's a Palpatine, you know, mm-hmm. that, you know, you know, makes sense when you think about, you know, she's been fighting, you know, mm-hmm. when she touched the lightsaber, she saw just as much bad as good. Yeah. And the fact that she's struggling with that is like the whole nature versus nurture kind of debate. So I do like that kind of stuff. I do feel like the scene where she's fighting herself as a Sith, I'm like, I think they had this scene just so they could put it in the trailer. <laughs> I thought it was cool. Probably. I thought yeah. the lightsaber was cool, but it was literally like five seconds, and then mm-hmm. it was done. Oh, yeah. And I know, I know Luke did the same thing in the cave and all this stuff. I do really think that it was cool that at the very last second, they show her with, like, her face kind of goes Sith. Mm-hmm. And um, it's kind of like, who is, who's really there? And then I was like, is Kylo Ren really there? <laughs> or is he mm-hmm. just... Because, you know, they do that whole, like, where they can talk to each other, where they're there and not there at the same time. I'm like, it's like, I guess, I, I guess they can talk to each other, but they don't, I guess they can't see, like, where they're at. I think you can control it. Because she could see him, but you couldn't see where she was. Like, I think it might depend. I don't know. Because he could I just got the, I just got the impression when they did that part that... So they can see that, them, but not any surroundings. That that, was, that that was for us. Okay. To let us know that he's still there. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. He's not... Yeah. Yeah. Here, I think that when they see each other, I think they can just see each other until other things like the ashes of Darth Vader or the True. berries or the whatever. Win- the that, necklace thing. Yeah, that get brought into because they physically touch each yeah. other or something and stuff like that. Yeah, that's true. But I think, I mean, I think I like that kind of, I like seeing different things that you can do with the Force. And speaking of, it's like now that we have that uh, baby Yoda, he, he, Wednesday, he goes in and can heal. Mm-hmm. And that's something we never saw before. And now, in this Star Wars, it's like, hey, dude, let me heal you. Snake, got it. Kylo Ren, got it. Ray, don't worry about it. I'll give you my life force. Well, I think I, I was thinking about that, too. So, when she heals the snake, now... Granted, this whole thing kind of blew our mind on Wednesday night with Baby Yoda being able to heal. If you haven't seen The Mandalorian, if, spoiler alert again. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, which was something new for us. Well, I think, wasn't, didn't you say they do it in the video? Like, it's been done before. I think it's been done before, but as far as, like, people who only see the movies or whatever, like, you've never seen it up until Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Like, if you don't read the backstories, all all of that comics to all all of that other stuff. If you've only seen the movies and you watch Mandalorian, then that right there was was something new. But I think with what was happening in the movie, they kind of carried that over with with Ray being able to heal the snake and heal Kylo Ren by giving some of her life force 
to them to heal. I think when Ben does it with Ray, it's because she's dead. Like she's dead, dead. So in order to bring her back, he has to give all of his to her. It was a very, you know, Romeo, Juliet type of thing, which when they kissed, I had a WTF, like what, 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 what? Like this, this was the thing? I mean, I feel like I got the sense of that. Just because of their... I feel like they always knew they had a connection. Yes. And I feel like that they felt something for each other, not knowing what it really was until... I always felt like When somebody gives you your life force, I mean, you gotta... Yes. But I will say, I mean, in all for me, Kylo Ren to Ben Solo, he did... He... I liked him better in here because I remember after episode eight saying he was just like at, a whining at, at one point I don't fear him at all and there is zero chance that they can bring him back to be as intimidating as the moment he stepped off of his ship when he stopped the laser blast mm-hmm. like that was like I thought the high moment for him I don't think that he was ever going to get any more intimidating to me but this movie did a good job of bringing him back, got his helmet back, and when he has the helmet, to me, he's he's Kylo. He's evil guy, bad guy. And then when he doesn't have it anymore, towards the end of the film, he's back to being Ben Solo. He's there to do the you know good things and, and all uh-huh. that. I also think that was really cool. You know, the Harrison Ford thing was something I didn't know. You know, that was a surprise. Mm-hmm. And I really... You know, he says it's a memory. I kind of want to go back and see Force Awakens for that scene. It almost played out exactly, exactly like when he killed his dad. Yeah. I mean, it's like almost like, did he relive this memory and just the outcome is different? Mm -hmm. Like, instead of killing his dad, he threw away, you know, he then throws away his lightsaber. But it's like, I feel like, because when Harrison Ford kind of touched him and he's like, I know... I mean, I feel like it almost was the exact same memory, mm-hmm. reliving talking to his dad, because I feel like, and, I, and I, even if it is a little bit, if it's not exact, it's not like, but I feel like it was a very good juxtaposition because you knew his whole life he's been fighting Ben versus Kylo. Like, who who am I? Like, am I Ben mm-hmm. Solo or am I Kylo Ren? The Emperor. I mean, he can win awards for manipulation. I mean, to get people to jump onto the dark side, I mean, if you need somebody to go to the dark side, you just pay him and he he can get it done. Yeah. He can he can manipulate to the with the best of them. I mean, he did it with Darth, I mean, like what he did with Anakin was just, I mean, mm-hmm. oh, brilliant. He had him I mean, all he just up. I mean, I mean, wrapped around like and with Kylo, I feel like he kind of did the same thing, but I think there, you know, he had a lot more, um, mm-hmm. a lot more trouble because of his, I mean, Anakin, I mean, he had, you know, we, we watched, uh, the clone wars or clone, whatever the second one, you know, where he goes back and, you know, finds his mom mm-hmm. and he just, he's like, I just pff, killed them all. Yeah. Women, children, men, mm-hmm. women are, you know, like, they they all dead. 
And, he, and it's like he was remorseful, but it's like, he, he's like, I'd do it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like he really didn't have a conscience like when Ben, like Ben and having Luke and having, you know, Han and Leia there. It's, mm-hmm. I did like also on this one, how they show that Leia did do some training with Luke. Like, yes. Like between three and, or six and seven, she actually did train with Luke to use the force. So it makes it to where, okay, I, I understand she does know how to kind of use the force a little bit more than, you know, what they never told us that she could do. You know, mm. in eight, she like flies into the ship. And, yeah, and you're like, what the fuck does she do? She doesn't do any training or anything like that. But yeah, in, in here, once again, J.J. Abrams has to retroactivate something that was done in eight. And I think what he did with Leia in here by taking old footage that they shot for seven and eight and using it in here, I th- I mean, there, you could I mean, not see the CGI. I mean, they did an excellent... I mean, Leia looks... You know, she doesn't look computer... You know, like computerized or what? I mean, they mm-hmm. did a... Yeah, I thought they did a, did a great job of taking that stuff and getting it in here just enough to where it shows her training Ray. Now, one of the things... One of the many things that I had a problem with here is... There was a point where, you know, Kylo kind of wanted to go talk to Rey and he does the whole communicate thing with her. And he says, you'll never be able to run. You can't hide anywhere from me. I'll find you wherever you go. I'm now on the look for you because, you know, Palpatine's alive. I need to go kill you. I need to find you. I'm sort of thinking, if you can do this at any fucking time you want to do it, couldn't you have known that she was on whatever jungle planet? training this whole fucking time like if you really wanted to find her that bad well, you i don't think done he really cared ago. about finding her until palpatine told him yeah because i guess they did set it up with the whole little paragraphs at the beginning that there was palpatine's voice was going out and like he was trying to find that yeah and, and he wanted to kill palpatine yeah so he just had to find this seth cube that get, gave him the directions to get to this seth world where Palpatine somehow, some way, made it from the wreckage of the blown up Death Star to there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the thing with me, uh, it, that doesn't bother me as much as all the other people on there. Like, if it's if you can only find this world through this one of two, like uh-huh. when people are desperately looking for it and can't find it. How did he get all the minions? Do they, did they? I have no idea. How did they get them all there? Because, I mean, there were a lot of, you know, people in that stadium, for lack of a better word. And all the people on all those ships. And I got the impression that all the people that were on that planet way outnumbered the First Order. Oh, yeah. And and all of those people. Yeah, because To me, it just, from... Nine to seven, it doesn't it doesn't make any sense why if Palpatine was pulling all the strings for all this stuff, why did he do the stuff that he did? Like why wouldn't you in, have just in come seven out and, and done? eight and then this? Why why fucking hide? When you have that army, yeah. all those ships with the cannons, 
in your final order or whatever you were throwing out there. It's like, why did you have to do this whole first order stuff Mm -hmm. when you were already bigger than them and you already had the weapons and you didn't need them for this movie? Yeah. You were going to go ahead and once you had the coordinates for this one goofy fucking satellite on the ground that would help (laughs) all these ships get out, which that was fucking ridiculous to me. And why can't you just use them, got them out a long time ago? That's where I think that it all fell apart in eight. And you got what you got. And then there's some things that, like in this episode, where they, like the the general, the bad guy on that, the Star Destroyer, he was like, they're going to, they're, they're landing, they're landing on us. They're going to, you know, get their speeders out. We'll stop their speeders, you know, push the stop speeder button or whatever the fuck <laughs> it was going to be. And he goes, I can't, sir. And they come out with the alien horses. It's like, oh, my God. It's like this. It's like there's some things in here. It's just like, how convenient. (laughs) Like, we have the Seth Cube. There's only two of them. Luke was looking for this for fucking years. Had Lando helping him for fucking years. And now all of a sudden. It was on Endor the whole time. Yeah, there it is. there. Boom. It's like. (laughs) Oh, here we go. We got this. We can do And man, this. when they said they were going to go to Endor, I'm like, oh, yes, Ewoks. No Ewoks. It's, I, it's, I, mean, I just think that the episode nine, it was a lot of stuff that J.J. Abrams was trying to fix. He was trying to fix a lot of stuff from eight at the same time of trying to wrap up this trilogy. And I think he didn't have enough time. And there's some things from eight to nine that he tried to do as best he could with what he had. And but I like, still think that he did do a good job. Yes, I think he I did. I do feel like he did, you know, to end it, yeah, there were, you know, things you can nitpick and, you know, stories, some of the stuff you're, like, trying to... But I do think that he did a good job of bringing back, you know, the right the right feel of the movie, the right kind of the relationship, mm-hmm. you know, the, you know, like the the... You know, the campiness of some of it. Because it's like Star Wars is like a space opera. I mean, it's like Mm -hmm. you got to have a little bit of the campy, funny kind of moments. Along with the kind of the heavy moments and stuff like that. I mean, Yoda, I mean, he was comic relief. Even though he was a wise, powerful Mm -hmm. Jedi. He still brought in a little bit of the, um, you know, of the comic relief and... I think yeah. the whole thing was C-3PO. I thought that was really cool how they had it almost like where he had to wipe out his memory and he had to like, you know, I'm seeing my friends for the... I thought that that scene with him was... C-3PO finally got his moment mm-hmm. in these movies. Like, in Return of the Jedi, when he's telling the stories to the Ewoks and he's doing all his... I thought that was like a C-3PO moment. Mm-hmm. And in this one, I felt like when he was able to do that, yeah. he kind of was able to have his moment. And I thought that was cool, because, I mean, he is the only character that's been in all nine movies. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's like, being able to have him and Anthony Daniels is the only actor that's been in all nine movies. You know, having him being able to, you know, have that line where, you know, he's like, I'm looking at my friends for the last time. I'm like, that's a cool line. That's a cool moment for him to have. So I do think that this movie had a lot of those 
good moments. You introduced a lot of new characters, like that little Bobo Freck or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, when he introduced, like, C-3PO is introducing himself and he said something like, <laughs> whatever he said i'm like that's awesome that little character and when you see him you know he's like oh i know this guy he can fix droids and he's like the size of my cup mm-hmm. and i'm like oh yeah he's he's pretty good and then uh you know having luke you know be on the island and uh uh you know having him talk to ray and kind of talk her down and he's like everybody knew you were palpatine it's no big news. Mm-hmm. It might be news to you, but that doesn't mean anything. And um, I did think it was weird at the end when she goes back. I mean, I thought it was cool. She goes back to the moisture farm. Mm-hmm. And when they end it, she's looking out at those two sons. Yeah. Because that's like the literally when Luke is contemplating on leaving tattooing, that's, he does the exact same thing. I thought that was a good mm-hmm. juxtaposition. But then when you say she's a Skywalker and then you see the two of them, it's like... Are you kind of, it's the joke of them dating. Because <laughs> it's like, that's mom and dad over there. It's like, no, it's not. <laughs> They're brother and sister. Mm-hmm. But I do think her going with the Skywalker name is is going to go over way better than Palpatine. Like, she, she, can, she can't. No. You can't, you can't leave your house with that name. I want to know who Palpatine, you know, got knocked up. Oh, yeah, there's so many questions. Like, there's there's that. There's, because, okay, how did he get off the ship? What's so if you he... think about it, okay, so she's his granddaughter. So I feel like I, I need to think about timeline-wise. Like, who was he when he... Because Luke, like, if he was when he was still just Senator Palpatine, the, his, the parents would be the same age as Luke. Yes. So he was knocking boots when he was in the Senate. Yeah, would it be the Senate time? Yeah, I would or would it have been it, like after? No, I'm thinking the Senate time. Like the Senate time, he was knocking boots with with somebody. Mm-hmm. And I think once that he came full on, I like. I want to know who that guy, woman is. He like did you? You know, it's like to knock boots. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I thought, I mean, because, you know, he was all uh, hell-bent on Darth Vader. Like, yeah, no, you don't. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. You're dead. You don't get him. So it's like, hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I think it. it's interesting when you talk about, okay, let's now think about, okay, when did this happen? Who, mm-hmm. <laughs> who was well, You probably got to go back to those those uh, episodes one, two, and three and see. If he had any, like, secretaries? Yeah, who was, who was hanging around. <laughs> he was hanging around. It'd be one of those. I think that might be kind of funny, you know, just to... Because I, I would think I would think that the way that it was in 9 with... So you think like her, Ray was her being parents? born... Like how long was it between 6 and 7? How many years was it? I have no idea. They said like 30 some, wasn't it? 30? 25, 30 between 6 and 7? Yeah. Uh-huh. So he had to be way... I think... I, I can't I can't do that math right now. I have to get on Google and do all that stuff. That's why I'm, I'm thinking. I'm feeling to... like it's too far for him because her parents were not old when they had her. I don't want to do the math right now. I just want to do this because this is what I was going to explain. Is 
I think it would be easier for a girl to get with Palpatine when he is in the Senate and find out that she's pregnant with his baby and then see what happens as he goes from the Senate to being the Darth Sidious. And yeah, because when he has that fight with Yoda, once, he gets gross. Yeah, because then he goes to that where then the secret's out. Everybody knows he is bad news that that lady that is now impregnated leaves, like is on the run, not hanging out with him. Like it would be different if, and then she goes and has the baby and then that baby becomes Ray's mom. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's why they're on the run from Palpatine because they know what he's become. Well, I guess that makes sense because Leia is Kyle, you know, is Ben's mom. Ben's yeah. the same age as Ray. Uh huh. Okay, I got it. Okay, I'm good. So, because I think that's what what happened. I think you know he was knocking boots while he was in the Senate. And, and then, then she was like, and then things shit hit the fan. Things went sideways, and she was like, "Damn, you're bad. I'm out of here." And had Ray's mom, dad, somebody. And then that's when they were just on the run. That's why they hired the Jedi hunter, mm-hmm. who I would like to know more about him. Mm-hmm. He's somebody I'd like to know about. I'd like to know more about him, more about how I mean, they... he would have been like, isn't that what Darth uh, Vader was? Jedi hunter? Well, yeah, when when they, when they um, Palpatine gave the the order, what, 66 or whatever it was to do that, that yes, there's the whole comic book. Here it goes back to comic books. Like, to fill in between episodes and stuff, there's comic books and graphic novels that you need to read. So I'm sure that the big, huge fucking hole on how did Palpatine get from the Death Star back to his Sith planet and have all of these... Star Destroyers, I'm sure there's going to be a graphic novel that'll have this fucking story in it <laughs> that people will want to go back and read, and that's it. They're going to move on to the next fucking movie, and that's just the way, it, way it'll be, because I think there's also another comic book that came out last week or the week before, like Kylo Ren, number one, and I think that has some stuff in there that, like, oh... That we could have used for this movie. Uh-huh. But it's like, there's just some things that they do through other types of, I say media, but outlets to do certain things. Yeah. So they're just, so we're not really getting the whole picture. We're yeah. getting some of it, but the more detailed stuff you have to yeah, find elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm, I mean, that's with every, I mean, that's with a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I feel like in seven, the stuff that we really liked, you know, kind of left, left to hang like Knights of Ren. Ooh, who are those people? How did this happen? And you saw like that battle when Luke, when they came and killed all the Jedi, like all of the little trainers, I mean trainers, mm-hmm. all of the little the Jedi's he was training. Mm-hmm. Like, ooh, what's what's going on here? Like, like so- and, and I think some of that stuff would have been done in eight, and then they just dropped all of it. And now in nine, they're kind of like. Well, we'll have graphic novels to tell you how, what happened. <laughs> yeah. So, the Knights of Ren. Let, let's, I want to talk about them for just a bit. The Knights of Ren have been with Kylo doing things, you know, from, you know, episode seven through eight or whatever is, is what we kind of got. Mm-hmm. It's like, 
Who are they? Where did they meet Kylo? Or did Kylo meet these kind of I mean, like I feel individually? like that could be a graphic series is the Knights of Ren. Yeah, like did he meet them kind of individually and put them together? Or are they like a group? Because in 9, when Kylo shows up at the end as Ben Solo, when he shows up, the Knights of Ren are there and then circle him. Well, I don't think that they... Are they... I don't think Kylo Ren started the Knights of Ren. I think he... Those were like an old thing. And mm-hmm. then he... You know, once he turned to the dark side, and you, you know, I guess... I don't know who how they pick your name. Does this... Does the Sith Lord at the time? No, I, no like who, idea. I don't know how Darth Vader got his name, how Darth Sidious and all those. Mm-hmm. So Kylo Ren is that like Snoke said, you know, I, you, you know, Knights of Ren, you know, that. And then, you know, kind of brought in Kylo to lead those, you know, like they were already established. Mm-hmm. I don't know who they are or how. Yeah. So I, I assume that. So I don't, that, but I don't think that Kylo made it. I yeah. think that he was then made to be like a leader of them since he was high ranking. And so I would assume that they were put together by Palpatine. That's what my guess would be. Because that's what I. That's the way that the, it seemed in the movie. Yeah. When he arrived and and they were there and surrounded him and. Yeah. Then he yeah. force whipped them. Yeah. And so that's what. Yeah, I like. That's what I. That's what the stuff I do like. I I like that. I liked how they had that um, when they were in the Millennium Falcon and they were doing that. Um, what do you call it? Light speed jumping or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they kind of. Sp- I thought that was a cool scene where they just jump and they're like in the middle of a scene and then. Yeah. They. I mean, they kind of introduce. I mean, I'm surprised they didn't run out of fuel. <laughs> yeah. You you don't ever run out of fuel. What do you stop at a gas station in the middle of the space? <laughs> yeah, and then you have to send somebody to go get it while we do a a, a slow speed chase. <laughs> but stupid. Uh, I thought that was I thought that was a cool scene though. I thought that was cool how they kind of did that and. It definitely has some good moments, and it's like it's. I feel like it's a good movie to see again to kind of pick up on some of the things. And that's what. And that's one thing where I. I don't think that you know this just being so fresh because like we saw it last night and we all we've only seen it once, and it took me a while to digest everything I was seeing. But it's like I also wanted to get the podcast out, but I'm going to go back and see this movie again this weekend to kind of see going into it knowing that we've already had the podcast and how I currently feel about it, how will it change? Will anything change? Will anything stick out? It's like, I feel like I need to also go back and watch episode eight again. I feel like I should probably just go and start with seven, eight, and nine uh-huh. and watch them as a... A series. Like one, one whole thing and see how it all... Kind of works together. Works together. I have a feeling it's going to start off strong, stumble, and kind of be a mess to clean up. <laughs> is, I mean, is what I'm thinking. I mean, my thoughts on it is leaving the movie theater. I was happy. I liked it. Yes, I it thought is there entertaining. were pieces of things that were like, "What?" You know, or you know, a little. But you know, I kind of feel like that with any movie. I don't ever just go, "Oh my." There's always little pieces, but I do think that I felt like it was a Star Wars movie. I felt like it had Mm -hmm. uh, the right mixture of, you know, 
you know, the stuff happened, like action to comedy to heartwarming. And I felt like, you know, there was more of the force, you know, Ray learning the force, being able to use it, Kylo using the force to fight. I think that's something that, you know, I really enjoy, even like watching Clone Wars and stuff like that, where they're, I mean, that's mm -hmm. your tool as a Jedi. The lightsaber is one tool. The force is the main because yeah. you had like in one, two, and three where they're fighting and they're like, yeah, they have lightsabers, but man, they're like behind you grabbing like a giant piece of metal and like throwing it at you mm -hmm. at the same time or, you know, like pinning you to a wall with the force and, you know, that yeah. kind of stuff. I thought, you know, they brought that back now. I think one, two, three, those are like trained Jedis and it's kind of like nobody yeah. has been trained in no not since then really i mean luke tried and then it failed yeah because to be honest he never really finished his training right so he was just kind of doing what he thought was best pulling from the, the books and stuff that that he had yeah so i mean i think that you know you'll you're never gonna get a darth vader obi-wan kenobi force fight like you did in the first, because they're just not trained like they were, you know, they know how mm -hmm. to use it and they have some training, but not to that extent. But I do think that this, this gave a good, um, you know, a, a good amount of them using it. Like, you know how to use the force, at least do something with it. The, mm -hmm. You're a Jedi. You're what, what's the difference of you fighting versus Poe Dameron? It's the force. Use it. Yeah. So, I do think so. That I do like. I mean, I liked it. So that's all I got to say. <laughs> I will be interested to see where the Star Wars movies go from here, because so far, like all the Star Wars movies that we've had, we've had these nine, which have all kind of circled around Skywalker, you know, Palpatine-ish kind of stuff with the Force, and then you've had your. Rogue One, which was kind of a mission mm -hmm. that was, it was, it's tied to the Star Wars stuff. And then you've also had, you know, Solo, which was kind of I, Han's thing. Are they going, I, I mean, I feel like, like what my, are they going to do? Personally, I feel like Star Wars in the big theater has had its day. I feel like. It's, I feel like they would do better, like with The Mandalorian, Disney Plus. If they have a movie, having it on their streaming service, I think that they would do. I think that unless you come up with a, it's just going to be so hard to have something new with this history. It's going to have to be something mm -hmm. totally. Because it's I don't been know how so, it's, do, it's, for the most part, it's been so heavy on the force. Like for for me, like if you roll out a new movie of Star Wars, I, I mean, it, it's still going to be it in can this, be great. It's, it's going to be still in this timeline and still with this history. So it's going to be hard to do something that has nothing to do with these stories in this. I mean, because you made it such a big. I mean, the improv, the Empire. It's a, known throughout the galaxies. Mm -hmm. It's just so hard. I feel like you can definitely do. A Rogue One, a Han Solo, an Obi-Wan, Mandalorian, those stories. I just don't know if they would work in big screen. I feel like Disney Plus and you're getting those mm -hmm. people. Like, if Mandalorian was on the big screen, would it do as well if it was, 
Like, if we saw a movie that was The Mandalorian, would it be as, you know, critically claimed or, you know, people are really loving it if it well, was on a movie versus it being on Disney Plus and it's a little bit different kind of... I would, I would say, I would say no. The way that the man, if you just imagine the Mandalorian, the way it currently is now, the the way it is now, on the big screen, just assume it's a three hour movie. I, I don't think that it would be as good as it currently is on Disney Plus. I feel like if you want to tell a story, I'd rather see it in six episodes rather than one big movie. Mm-hmm. I rather, and even if it's a series, or even if it's a mini series where it's just a one one time, like Rogue One, could have been like six episodes, and you kind of focus on different parts of this mission, and it's done. I thought, you know, I think that I think where Star Wars is going, I feel like it would work better, like streaming. I know, but I think that they still want to do some movie stuff. But like, I don't. It's gonna be hard, but I know, I know it's gonna be hard. But it's for the movie stuff. It's like I don't want don't it's, go. I don't want to go back in time anymore. Yeah, I want to see like now everything that happens now in the galaxy from what happened at the end of Episode Nine. It's like I don't need to see all those people that are in Episode Nine be in this new Star Wars spinoff thing. But time wise, I want it to be okay. Now since Palpatine is is dead, you know everything after Palpatine. Yeah, is I mean, what it's, I want to, if, the, if there's some way that they can do it, because I know, and I'm glad that they got rid of the dipshits who train wrecked the ending of Game of Thrones, that they were going to do like a three movie thing, mm-hmm. which then they got canned. And I think Ryan Johnson, before them, he was going to do a three movie thing. I haven't heard anything about him. I don't know if he's if he's still in play. He's still going to do something like that. I I have no idea, but it seems to me like Star Wars wants to do something, but maybe they're not sure on how to do it because it's it would be it's very hard. difficult. It's like, hard. You're going to have to have an awesome fucking story with some pretty cool characters doing something. It's like, but what are they doing? Like, and it's so, this is so big. Yeah, and it's so hard that, you know, if you think back, George Lucas, this was, he came up with Star Wars. I mean, mm-hmm. he came up with this and then it's like it's not when people come up it's not an original idea it's something that is coming from a piece of something that he already created it's not like you're coming up with a brand new idea of a space movie mm-hmm. it's still somebody else's idea that you're working within these confines of so i feel like it's just it's hard yeah. i mean i don't i i don't know what i would do because I feel like people have these expectations, like, ooh, I need to have a Force character, or ooh, I need to have... A I know, it's like, would they have a Force character? I mean, it's... Uh... I don't know. It's... it's. Can you have Star Wars without the Force? I mean, can you? I know, because I remember saying a long time ago, I think when we did, like, the Rogue One thing, it's like, all I want to see is Force characters doing Force things and... And your favorite with part their... was Darth Vader for five seconds. Or whatever yes, that in, one in scene Rogue was. One for me, yeah, I could sit there and watch two so, and a half I mean, hours I feel of like that. There's things on that repeat. It's like rule, Star Wars rules, and it's like this is what people expect. And if they don't see it, even if it's a great story, will they still be disappointed because that's what they expected? I don't know. But that could just, just that could. I mean, obviously, for Rogue One, I'm, I'm, it, it was good. I I enjoyed it, but for me, 
because it probably goes back to when I was a little kid and watching Star Wars and I thought Darth Vader was the best fucking thing on the planet. And because they don't really have in Han Solo, they didn't really have it. They didn't have any force characters, did they? No, but they at the very, very end, they had... They had, yeah, Darth Maul, but he didn't do any Force things. No, he just was there, which that right there, you know, I thoroughly enjoyed because of what he did in the, you know, the animated series and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's def- I mean, there's definitely stories to tell. It's just big screen versus series versus, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's, I don't know it's how they big, would do it. It's big shoes to fill. To do like a three movie trilogy and have the words, you know, have Star Wars in it without it being Star Wars. It's like, yeah, it's like what would it be? Star Wars what? I know. So, anyway, let's let's do some rankings. We're okay. already at the hour mark, man. We okay. can talk forever for about Star Wars. Yeah. Okay, what do you want to do first? Do you want to do our 2019 grades and ranks and then get into the Star Wars stuff? Or do you want to do Star Wars ranks? How do we usually do it? Like with MCU? I think we do the movie, the 2019 movie. Okay, let's do some 2019 movies. This is the last movie. So this is, after today, our rankings of 2019. Final countdown. Final countdown. Okay, you go first. Ladies first. What's your grade? I'm going to give it a B. I enjoyed it in the movie. I do think, yeah, there were things that you kind of felt like maybe would have been done differently if it wasn't for eight, but I'm kind of going at it just watching the movie. I enjoyed it, you know, so I'm giving it a B. Mm -hmm. I, too, will give it a B. Um, I I think that J.J. Abrams did a good job of trying to wrap up the trilogy that kind of got off track a little bit. Um, I also am a huge fan of Palpatine, so giving me more Palpatine and having him be on there was was pretty awesome. Um, I thought that the, I mean, the, the, we the didn't, scenes and all that stuff in here were, were really When he did awesome. the electricity, when he stole, stole the life force mm-hmm. and then did the electricity... And his power, it was, that was an awesome kind of just awe moment of his, like, yeah. oh man, how, <laughs> uh-oh. I mean, he, he is a jackass. I mean, he is, he is out for number one, and that is it. And he's like, his laugh, I mean, his laugh, man, mm-hmm. it just, ugh. Yeah, so, so I give it, I give it a B. I, it was, it was good, entertaining movie, and obviously if you're a Star Wars fan, I mean, it goes without saying. You need to go watch it. Yeah. So. Yeah, because even if you didn't like eight, this this one's worth seeing. You know, don't let that one's bad taste mess up what you you know going to see this one. You should still go see yeah. it. Yeah, and it's like, and I, I think I need to revisit eight. I I am really hard on eight. And you did you only see it that one time? Have you only seen it I have, once? I have only seen it that once. That's that's how much I hated it. Like I during the movie, I was thinking how much I hated it and did not <laughs> like it, and thought that it was ridiculous. I, I I do think it would be good to do seven, eight, nine. I do. I think that that's what that's the way I need to do it. I need to watch seven, eight, nine, and see it as like one big long movie and see if it makes. 
any kind of sense. I'm mm-hmm. sure it'll make some kind of sense. It might not make a lot of sense, but there'll be something there. So, okay. Okay, so rankings. Rank it. So we got 18 movies this year. Uh-huh. Because we added in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, even though we didn't have an have actual podcast. We did see it and then grade it. So, number 18, Hellboy. Number 17, Godzilla. 16, Joker. 15, Alita. 14, Lion King. 13, Lego Movie. 12, Glass. 11, Dark Phoenix. 10, Zombieland. 9, Men in Black. 8, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. 7, Pokemon. 6, Shazam. 5, Star Wars. 4, Doctor Sleep. 3, Captain Marvel. 2, Spider-Man. And 1, Endgame. So, that's a... That's where I'm putting it. So it did make the top five. Barely. Barely is number five. So. Okay. All right. Uh, so 18 for me is Hellboy. 17, The Lego Movie. 16, Dark Phoenix. 15, Joker. 14, The Lion King. 13, Alita. 12 is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. 11 is Glass. 10 is Pokemon. 9 is Men in Black International. Eight is Godzilla. Seven is Shazam. Six, Doctor Sleep. Five, Zombieland. Four, Star Wars. Three, Spider-Man: Far From Home. Two, Captain Marvel. One, Avengers. Mm-hmm. So it made your top. I mean, my top five. Like it made your top five. You had what four? I had a four. That's pretty good. It's like good. well, when I stack it up and I look at it head to head, Zombieland two or Star Wars. As good as Zombieland two was, and I got a lot of giggles out of it. There's something about the Force <laughs> that I I just enjoy, and mm-hmm. I think when it gets to the new trilogy, if they ever do new trilogy stuff. It's going to be hard for me going into it if there's no force activity. <laughs> <laughs> because I enjoy the force and everything about it. The mm-hmm. good, the bad, yeah. all that stuff. You take the good, you take the bad, you take the rest, and there you have the force of life. <laughs> the force of life. Okay, now, the Star Wars rankings. We include... Solo and Rogue One in our ranking. So it's just not a rank of the nine. It is a rank of the other ones. So but we haven't we haven't talked about this, but would we be putting the Mandalorian series in this? I don't know. Or do you want to keep it just movies? I'm keeping it just movies for now. It depends on what happens with the Mandalorian series, like how many series I mean, it's like they're going to have the Obi-Wan series. And it's like, okay, so maybe how big we have are we like going to make this? a Star Wars series rankings? I know. It's like, it's like I was, I was riding, I riding like... the fence with Rogue One and Solo. But for me, Rogue One, I would have no problem putting in here. The Solo one was kind of, it was a movie without a home. 
So I felt like, okay, we'll just put it in this and movie And it's thing. still part of these stories because it's mm -hmm. about Solo, Han Solo, who is part of this. Now, I do remember when we did the, the Han Solo podcast that I'm on board if they wanted to do more of those because I wanted to see more about this whole evil thing with Darth Maul and all that bad stuff going on there. So I would be okay going back and seeing those type of movies because, again, it's going to have Darth Maul, which, fan favorite, force user, game for it. <laughs> so, I guess it just... Even if it, just, it doesn't have anything be, to do with Solo. Yeah, even the, no, yeah, it doesn't have anything to do with Solo. It can be just solo. any kind of smuggler slash bounty hunter kind of thing. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Okay. Here we go. Go okay. first. Uh, okay, so... Where are you putting it? Where are you putting it? Gosh, this is hard. Because every time I look at this, I'm like, is that where I want to put it? I think I need to watch all of them over again. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's a very fluid list. And right now, it's I say it's manageable because it's only, you know, with this next one, 11 movies. As opposed to Marvel's 20-some movies. Like, that's unrealistic. Well, it's so different because 4, 5, 6 are so different than 1, 2, 3. And those, both of those are so different to seven, eight, nine. So it's kind of like, what am I using to judge? And I know it's like, we always go, okay, what would I rather watch? But with these, it's such a different, uh, it's hard. So I'm, I'm just going to leave what I have. Cause I'm even looking at the list as it stands going, is that how I, I want to put it? But yeah, I, I know. I know. So I'm, I am in the same boat. Okay, Same so, boat. easy, 11, Phantom Menace, <laughs> 10, Attack of the Clones, 9, Last Jedi, 8, New Hope, 6, or sorry, 7, Revenge of the Sith, 6, Solo, 4, I mean, I'm sorry. I keep I'm I don't have my list fixed, so I'm like now. Use your cursor. <laughs> Point it to the number, then go up. Point it to the number, then go up. <laughs> Wait, now you've made me lose track. <laughs> I'm at five. Where are you sticking this movie? I, Did you already stick it somewhere? No, I haven't stuck it. Oh. I, I'm debating. It's now. It's where I'm at now. Okay. I think I'm putting it as my new. Number. <laughs> I'm trying to I, pause I for effect. I know. I'm thinking. I'm trying to figure out Rogue One or this movie. Which one? Which one goes which way? Because that's it's going to be between four and five. Okay. And so, as of right now, I'm thinking. Ooh, well, this had Rogue One had uh, a cool story about mm -hmm. the mission and had the cool thing with Darth Vader. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I'm thinking I'm putting this movie as five. And then Rogue One as four, Force Awakens as number three, Return of the Jedi as number two, and Empire Strikes Back is always and forever number one. And because I'm thinking Return of the Jedi is that high? Am I sure about that? I am, without a doubt. I guess I haven't got to my list yet. <laughs> but, okay, you go. I mean, 
Yeah, I just, I, I think I, it's, it's probably it's also, just it's probably like, also the I watched age Attack of, us. of the Clones. I watched Attack of the Clones, and the, if you could take out the whole scene, just skip it then. And then it's like, then it could be a little bit. I don't know. It's like I feel like I need to that's watch what all I, these movies again. That's what I'm planning again. on doing when I watch episode eight. I plan on skipping that whole when they're at the casino thing. No. Oh. Best part about that was that little kid that's in the, the whatever that uses the force. Uses the force, yeah. Wonder what he's doing now. Okay, me. Yep. All right, eleven. Phantom Menace. It's like my bookends are concrete. Yeah, they're like Last and unmovable. First are like that's that's it. Let's hope there's never a movie worse than that one. And yes. I, maybe there will be a movie better than Empire Strikes Back. I mean, it's going to be hard. But I think it's it's going to be hard one because that's like childhood. Not only that, but Empire Strikes Back has the perfect balance of Yoda. I mean, on Dagobah, meeting Yoga, uh, Yoga, <laughs> Yoda, and then Cloud <laughs> City, and meeting and Han Solo's character, and then having like the um, Double Cross and mm-hmm. Boba Fett's in there, and then you find out Luke, you know, you know, I am your father, you know, Darth Vader's his dad, and this whole time you. You know, oh my gosh, that's, I mean, it had so many of those kind of moments, plus just the juxtaposition of all the different, you know, Luke was doing his own thing, and Han Solo and Leia were doing their own thing, but they felt equal to each other. Like, some of these movies, it's really hard. Is it focusing on Rey? Is it focusing on the other two? Without it being too, I don't know, it's just, Empire Strikes Back, man, they, that's how it's done. Yeah. And it's like, you know, Han and Leia, they're, you know, they have a love story, but it's not over, I don't know, it's just, I mean, everything in that movie is done just right. All right, so I have... I'm sorry, I'm just, I know, I just you, bulldozed all over your rankings. I, I know, it's like, I, I think I started with 11, Phantom Menace, and then it got into, <laughs> Carolyn said, excuse me, here's my soapbox, let me yeah. stand on it real quick. Okay, 11, Phantom Menace, 10... New Hope, nine, The Last Jedi, eight, Attack of the Clones, seven, Solo, six, The Rise of Skywalker, five, Rogue One, and the, and the reason like, the story for Rogue One is really good. It it, it is really a really good story. Enjoyed it. Vader going total Vader. Awesome. You stick that. Now that on, was I'm intimidating. You, you stick that on a clip for two hours. Number one. <laughs> <laughs> you just you just show me everything that Vader does, like when he's hunting down the last Jedi that are scattered. Put that on film. All that'll be number one. But they probably won't since we got that comic book series, which was awesome. Which you have not finished yet. <laughs> It's on my list. <laughs> it's on your list. Okay. Um, four, Force Awakens. Three, Revenge of the Sith. And really, that's kind of there just because of the way that it just fucking turns. And it turns bad. I still can't believe Anakin goes in there and slaughters the younglings and then has that fight with 
Obi-Wan and the brainwashing that Palpatine does in there. Like, all of that stuff blows my mind, and it's to this day. I mean, I I feel like if it was just the scene of Obi-Wan and um, Anakin fighting, I feel like that movie would be moving up. I feel like some of the stuff, I just... Like, I, I don't even, like I don't even remember. I just don't know. Sometimes I feel like I don't, I just don't know if he was the right. I, I don't know if he had the chops for it. Well, as, no, probably not. But I guess when I'm, when I'm watching that, I'm watching that and pretty much I am envisioning Vader. Like this is, this is where Vader is. He is being born right yeah, here. Yeah. And, well, I, I mean, think I, that's why. I, and I do think that they did. It does show a good, like him turning. You see it. Mm-hmm. Like Anakin turning into Vader in this movie is like, you know, when uh, he's using the force on Natalie Portman and she's like, you know, basically he's, you know, thinking he, he th- thinks he killed her. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And it's like, when she's like yelling, I mean, I do think that that movie does have like some good, I mean, aspects to it. So then it's like, okay, is it too low on my list? Is Return of the Jedi too high on my list? Is, I don't know. I just, every time I look at it, I feel like they're just so hard. Yeah. So I got Return of the Jedi as two, and then obviously Empire Strikes Back is one. And, you know, still... Darth Vader is my favorite character of all time. Like, you just look at him and... Does he get emotional? No. He, he's just always... For the what we've seen is even keel. Like, now in the, that comic book series thing, yeah, he got emotional and all that stuff at times. But it's like, he's just so even keel and it's so scary. Because it's like, you don't know what the fuck he's thinking. You can't see his face. You don't know... That's why you don't want not seeing his face. Him off. That's why not seeing his face makes it better because you mm-hmm. have no idea. Like same thing with Mandalorian. You yeah. having to act without using facial express, like mm-hmm. not knowing what he is thinking and look. I mean, it's like it's, having some well timed music also <laughs> helps as well. It's, I mean, it yeah. builds the moment. But anyway, so I think that's it. That's it That's for it. 2019 Scream Beans. We will have our, uh, at the beginning of next year, we'll have our Scream Bean third annual Scream Bean Awards. We've got mm-hmm. the uh, Magic Beans and the Stinky Beans. So we'll be starting to contemplate our nominees for that. And um, that'll be coming at you after, two, after the new year. But um, just want to say... Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Hanukkah, you know, all the happies. To, all the happies. To, to all of you people out there, enjoy your holidays, and uh, I guess we will be talking to you, well, let me let me do the spiel. So, that wraps it up for us today. You can always find us <laughs> online at ScreenBeansPodcast.com. You can also find us on Twitter, at ScreenBeansPod. You can also find us on Facebook. Friend us, like us, share us, you know, whatever makes you happy. You can also find all of our podcasts on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, SoundCloud, you know, wherever on the dark web you can find us. So, until next year, 
I guess we will be talking to you later. Bye, guys.